This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You got me in a good night, Nick, because I'm fired up about a couple different things, which, are, which we are going to get into throughout the course of the show. That happened in this game? Uh, well, one thing that happened in this game, <laughs> okay, okay. Right. the other stuff happened in another game, which I think the people who are jumping in live with us, yeah. the people who are listening to this later, I think they're all, it's kind of one of those situations, Nick, where I feel like we're starting the show with a purpose of, Hey, let's react to the Ohio state game. But we know what everybody really wants to talk about. It's like, it's like kicks versus Barry Berry kicks. Yeah. Kicks is cool. Your parent, your mom used to buy it for you because it was a healthier cereal. But I really wanted the Berry Berry Kicks. It was better. It had more flavor. It was fruitier. I, I liked it. So we all know what people want us to talk about. We're going to get there at some point in the show. I think that's uh, that's kind of the gist of this one tonight. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it, it's impossible to tell the tale of this game tonight without just continuing to to say every nice superlative you can about Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, he got them going really early. Kyle McCord, and we got to really give him his flowers today because he was really good really early and really confident. But Marvin Harrison Jr. with three touchdowns on the day, it was 168 all-purpose yards. And in fairness, he kind of can gripe a little bit with his quarterback because his quarterback missed uh, caused him to miss his yeah, fourth touchdown yeah. with kind of an underthrow. But like, for me, this is the kind of game where like, because Marvin had a couple clunkers early in the season, he needed a game or two to kind of beef up those stats. Well, today was that kind of day. And I, I think the fact that he had pretty much most of this coming in the first half and that, you know, he spent most of the second half on the sidelines, I think is something to pay attention to. And today, I'll be honest with you, there were two names that I saw, people in the college football stratosphere, whether it is, you know, uh, us in the media or or college football fans tweeting about. Uh, one was Jaden Daniels of LSU, who had a ridiculous day on the ground. He had 200-plus yards uh, running, plus uh, another, like, 150 yards passing, And then the other name was Marvin Harrison Jr. And it really just Mm. kind of, it sets up really neatly for that Ohio State-Michigan game. And it sets up for 
a, a, a Heisman push here as you move into Minnesota this next week. And I just, I don't know you can say anything more about Marvin Harrison Jr. other than that was a holy crap kind of performance out yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean, it, the, I, I thought the fact that they used him, I mean, how many times have we on this show, Nick, talked about how the way Ohio State is going to win games is with their defense, stopping the opponent and giving the offense more opportunities. And then with those opportunities, Ohio State getting the ball in the hands of their athletes in advantageous situations, whether it's Trayvon Henderson, whether it's Marvin Harrison Jr. And Ryan Day did that today in 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 more than just the passing game. I mean, the first touchdown he scored of the day was on the ground. Like they used him in a reverse situation and he was able to score that way. So I thought that was a brilliant move by them to sort of try some of these things out, test some of these things out for that maybe you'll have or want to want to deploy against better teams like Michigan or a college football playoff situation. So I love that about this game. But yeah, you're right. He Kyle McCord kind of cost him a fourth touchdown there. But as you bring up the Marvin Harrison Jr. for Heisman conversation, I kind of want to credit our show for uh, getting the ball rolling on this because we had this conversation weeks ago. And we really, I mean, we went in and I even did as much as crunching the numbers on where he was stacked up with uh, Devonta Smith from a couple of years ago when he won it. And I'm at a point right now, Nick, as I look at the numbers, he's over a thousand yards receiving now. He's up to, uh, I think, 12 total touchdowns now on uh, receiving touchdowns. He does have the one obviously on the ground tonight. So 13 total. He is right in the in the realm of where Devonta Smith was a couple years ago. I'm just going to put it on the record now. I'm going to say it on this show. If Ohio State beats Michigan and Marvin Harrison has a good game in that one to help them beat Michigan, I think he is going to win the Heisman Trophy. I, I think it has to go to him because, yeah, like you bring up Jaden Daniels and, yeah, he's had a good year and all these different things, but is are, they, are the voters really going to give it to somebody on a team that isn't going to the college football playoff or doesn't really have a shot at that. Like they're going to give it to somebody who is a key contributor on a team that is going places And Ohio state would obviously be on that track. If they beat Michigan in two weeks. I think the reason why the Michigan game is more important for him, I, I think it's, it's less about beating them and it's more about him in that game, showcasing his value to this team. And with, with a big offensive performance. And I think, like, tonight's a kind of night where, like, if you didn't have Marvin, you're still probably going to win 38-3. to Yeah. But it, you're going to have to earn those points a little tougher. Abuka still isn't where he, you know, where you want him to be. He's still battling the ankle injury, which Gus Johnson said about 75 times in the game today. Um, Cade Stover's a really nice piece, but obviously he's not – uh, either Abuka or Marvin Harrison Jr., you're still kind of getting intermittent production from the other guys. So I just think, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the single greatest whoopee for a quarterback and for a shaky quarterback like Kyle McCord that we've ever seen. And we do have a comment uh, already from the the listening masses here. Uh, Buckeye Brown saying, way to go, Buckeyes. It just that was honestly after a hard fought victory against Rutgers. I'm not entirely sure what to expect out of Minnesota because they've had like the fluky Iowa win and then turned around with a bad loss and then another bad loss today to Illinois. So, like, part of me wants to say you might just get another kind of freebie walk into the end zone next week. But getting back to, to Marvin Harrison Jr., today was his 14th 100 yard plus receiving yeah. game in his career that ties him with Buckeye legend David Boston for the most of all time. 
you would imagine he's going to have a chance in the regular season here with two more games to go. And then to didn't make he also didn't he also pass? Uh, he passed Chris Carter tonight, right? For touchdowns, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I just, to me, the way this is stacking up, if he can have another game, and now I'm sounding such a uh, spoiled Brad, but from the from the Heisman side of things, I think today put him in the top three. I think he's yeah. been I think he's been gearing that way, but I think if he can have another kind of similar output against Minnesota, where it's you're just seeing a guy that he's just making it easy for everybody else around him. Trevion Henderson only had to run the ball 13 times today, uh, compared to 46 times total in his first two games back off the injury. So you're saving Travion a little bit, a little bit of tread there. Um, man, if he can go out there against Michigan and just have couple touchdowns 150 yards even if you don't win but it's a close game i think everyone's going to walk away seeing what we saw tonight where this dude is just on a different level than pretty much everybody on the field at any given point yeah i think you're right um and we kind of viewed nick like this stretch of games where you have Rutgers, where you have michigan state where you had minnesota next week we sort of looked at this as the stretch where he needed because because when we talked about the marvin harrison conversation earlier we did sort of know that he's a little bit probably off the pace to to make the award his. And we kind of said this stretch of games before the Michigan game was kind of his chance to pad those stats to mm-hmm. get himself more into that conversation. And then the Michigan game really is like the last audition. This is your chance. Like if you go out and you perform in this one and Ohio State wins the game, like it's yours, man. You, you can't give it to anybody else because that – to me, it would prove like he had the biggest impact on a team that probably had some that wasn't necessarily the 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 Ohio State we're used to in previous years, where they're just lighting everybody up and like like kind of what we saw tonight. That's usually the the, the week to week thing with Ohio State. So for him to sort of take them to that next level and be the reason why they maybe beat a Michigan and go or go into the college football playoff and stay undefeated, like it would be the cherry on top of his resume for the award. I think you'd have no choice but to give it to him, in my opinion. So I think you're right. Like he, he was already trending that direction, but th- tonight and the last couple of weeks in general, I think have kind of cemented him as the top three candidate. And I think that it's going to come down to what happens in that Michigan game. And that's how, and, and to be fair, like that's how to this, this, that's, that's how this Heisman conversation usually happens, right? Like you need with all the players that win the Heisman, you can usually find a moment and say, that was their Heisman moment. Like you think maybe the classic example of that is like Johnny Manziel, which I know brings up PTSD for us living in Cleveland, but Johnny Manziel, the year he won it, his Heisman moment was that drive against Alabama to go down and win the game. Like you have these moments where you're like, okay, this guy's clearly it. And that moment for him is going to come in Michigan. And if he lives up to it, if it helps Ohio state win that game, then yeah, I, I think it's his, I think it's his award to lose. I really do. Well, and I got to say, um, I really like the idea of using that wrinkle of him in the run game. Mm-hmm. And they, they used it a lot with Xavier Johnson as well tonight, which, again, I think was a lot about saving touches on on Travion Henderson. Henderson. That, I'm going to be honest, Nick. That was when they went down and they scored – Harrison scored the rushing touchdown. I was like, okay, cool. They scored the second touchdown, the pass to Harrison, and it was 14 nothing. And my first thought was, okay – how many more scores do they need before they can start taking guys like Henderson out, like Harrison out? Yeah. Because I did not want anybody to get hurt. That was literally my thought after that second touchdown. Yeah. 
but I mean, I think if you can find a way to 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 specialize that, or to highlight that once or twice, yeah. I think that could, you know, that's the kind of wrinkle that if you can abuse that in the in the Michigan game, and he just pops one off yeah. from the backfield, and he has a very similar to the way it did, you know, his first touchdown tonight. I think that'd be huge. Now another comment coming in here, and I actually think this is a legitimate conversation to have today, which is about. Ohio State and just gunning it early and then kind of pulling their foot off here. Uh, Chuck, uh, tuning in here, giving us his comments here. You guys can uh, uh, please join along as well. Chuck saying, any issue with Ohio State not continuing to pour it on and then going conservative with the backups? I don't, but just had an argument with someone saying that we needed the style points. Um, All right, so I think this is a legitimate conversation. What I would say is I don't have an issue with it. I think I think it's a classy thing to do yeah. for an embattled coach in Harlan Barnett, who's obviously trying to get the full-time gig. They're not going to give it to him. So he's just trying to get that team to the finish line. And I actually think Michigan State should have – that the kids on the field should have earned your respect tonight because – they were outgunned, outmanned. They really, I mean, they had that first uh, Marvin Harrison catch was on a uh, on a true fresh, not a true freshman, on a freshman corner, left one on one on an island because they just don't have the dudes. So, I'll be honest with you, I I think if this was a different team or if Ryan Day maybe had more of an axe to grind, if this was Michigan instead of Michigan State, maybe it'd look different. But I think this was I, – I, I actually think it was the classy thing to do. And Because, listen, if the committee paid any attention to this game, they're going to see that this game was over at halftime. And you're going to be able to know that, that the Buckeyes pretty much called off the dogs there early yeah. in the third quarter. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I, I, I generally understand, like, this is always the debate, Nick, because in in the college football playoff era where it's all based off of this, you know, arbitrary conversations with the with people on the committee and how they feel about things, you what you generally want the style points in, in that way. Um, so I generally, and that's why these like people who get mad nowadays about like, oh well, why do they keep pouring it on or why they've run up the score. I usually don't get mad about that. Like some people do, because I'm always like, well, in today's climate, like if you're a good team, like you kind of want to prove that you're the better team. And so you just kind of keep doing it. And my argument will always be like, well, stop them if you don't like it. Right. Um, but in this instance, I'm a, I agree with you. Like, I think the spread is always a good indicator, right? Like if you're covering the spread, that's usually a pretty good indicator of the, and the spread in this game was what 31 and a half, I think coming in. Right. Am I right about yeah. that? 31 and a half. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're covering the spread as early in the game as Ohio state was, I don't think the committee is going to dock you because you didn't decide like, Hey, you know what? Let's try to double the spread on this team. Like, I think you pretty much proved, yeah, we're good. We, we beat this team. Now maybe the one way it comes back to bite you is that you look across the scoreboard and see 
Georgia hung 45 on Ole Miss, who was ranked 10 in the country. And so maybe then you're like, well, I guess you could have run up the score, but I don't think like it's, it's two completely different games. I, I think at this point, if you're Ohio state, you've already established the committee that you're a good team. You're they've given you number one, the last two weeks. Like, I don't think you were going to add to your argument or add to your case by, by trying to double up the the spread on a team like Michigan state. I, I don't think it does any Ohio state any benefit. I do think there's one potential way we could look at this. And I don't know how much this matters because you and I are not in the, uh, the 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 selection committee room, but I I could I could conceivably see this conversation happening. Like, oh yeah, thirty eight to three, that's a really nice win. Michigan beat them forty nine to nothing. And when we mm. start to add up all the little stuff, like you know, Michigan literally beat Penn State in Happy Valley by one more point than Ohio State beat Penn State in Columbus. Like, yeah. I don't. Well, I, and listen, and me, it might it might not have been it might have been a different score had uh, James Franklin not decided to go for it on fourth and one from his own thirty or whatever the hell it was. Like we'll we'll so. save that. But I I do wonder <laughs> like whether those things matter. But if Ryan Day you know looked at this and said, yeah, I could probably score another thirty five points if I wanted to, or thirty eight points but I don't want to get anyone injured and there's no need in demoralizing a school that's already so demoralized. They're putting Hitler on the scoreboard um, on at random. <laughs> that's how games. you know you reach a lot rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's well, that Hitler's usually a lot of people's, you know, rock bottom if we're being fair about it. Yeah. Not a lot of people came away from association with no. that guy with a positive tale and a, you know, good career outlook. But um, I think it might matter, but I, I, this is one of those times where I just don't mind you taking the yeah. the, the classier route.